Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is Derek from Big and Tall Outlet. I wanted to make you aware that we are your home for exclusive South Bend Cubs big men's apparel. We have South Bend Cubs t-shirts, short sleeve and long sleeve, starting at about a 3X all the way up to an 8X in assorted sizes. And then that also includes 2X tall and 3X tall. These range in prices from $15 to $20, but these shirts are exclusive to our store only. These aren't available at the South Bend Cubs team store, but through a partnership with them, um, the wonderful folks at the South Bend Cubs team store, uh, we're able to offer you guys big and tall South Bend Cubs team apparel and exclusively available here. Some of these are available on our website, bigandtalloutlet.com, but if you need to do place a phone order, you can always give us a call at 574-293-0111. Just wanted to let you guys know that we do have South Bend Cubs team apparel available in big men's sizes exclusively at Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart. From South Bend, Indiana, you know what it's at. I don't. It's Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. I'm the booth announcer, Jim Shorts. Sports Yak! Welcome to episode 68 of Sports Yak. This would be the Yarmer Yager episode. Yarmer Yager. I didn't know that we promoted... Uh, uh pilsner beers here no 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 not not a lager a lager yager okay what's his name again yarmer yager okay terrific terrific hockey player for the pittsburgh penguins drafted in 1990 came into the league at the age of 18 was the youngest player in the league did not leave the nhl Corey, until the age of 45 he's 47 and still playing in czechoslovakia in a league is he really? Yes. Wow. One of the all number two on the all time scoring list in the National Hockey League. In fact, Corey, from nineteen eighty one to two thousand one, there were only three men who led the NHL in scoring for that twenty year period. Mario Lemieux, who we talked about two episodes ago because oh. it was episode sixty six. Owner of the Penguins. Right. I paid attention. Wayne Gretzky. And Yarmir Yager. Yarmir Yager. Yarmir Yager. Yarmir Yager. Yes. What a great name. And that's all he knows how to do. So if he's physically fit, keep on playing. Somebody's still paying you to do it? As I told one of our Notre Dame baseball players a year ago, sidled next to him in the dugout before a game, Mm -hmm. because there was all kinds of talk that he was going to get drafted, and he did. Matt Verling, he's in the Phillies organization. I said, Matty. Any day that they want to pay you to be at a ballpark, accept it and take it. That's advice from your old Uncle Chuck. Yeah. Let's come out of the gate with uh, the biggest night of this season, you say, with high school basketball. Well, it's sectional semifinal night. So we start with 256 teams still alive in the Indiana High School Basketball Tournament. By the end of the night, we'll be down to 128. 
That includes all four classes. So let's begin class over in class 4A where we'll be at Northside Gym tonight for Northridge and Plymouth. Northridge has won 10 in a row. Scott Radiker comes from Lafayette Jeff, takes over this program. They're scuffling and struggling, and they're 6-8. and eight. And now they're 16-8. and eight. And I talked to Scott after the game on Wednesday night, and I said, what's been the key to the turnaround for your team over the last 10 games? And he says, we share the ball now. We share the ball, and we're getting open shots because of that. And because we're taking open shots, we can hit open shots. So it's worked out really well for Northridge. They were, before the win streak, Corey, they were averaging about 55.5 points a game. Mm -hmm. During the win streak, they're averaging about 63.5 points a game. Now, eight points a game basically boils down to two points a quarter, which is one possession a quarter. You do better on one possession a quarter. It's the difference between winning and losing. Okay. You want to call who's going to win it? Northridge plays Plymouth tonight, by the way. Plymouth is a pretty good team, too. They're 15-8. and eight. If I were picking in this game right now, I'd pick Northridge. Okay. I mean, they looked a lot better than Plymouth did on Wednesday night. Now, some of that might be because Plymouth was playing Goshen, and Goshen is a very defensive-oriented team. I just think matchup-wise, it doesn't work out real well for Plymouth. They don't have a lot of size. I don't know how they're going to control the 6'6", Alex Stoffer on the inside. So that's one game in 4A to keep an eye on. The other game at Elkhart is Warsaw and Elkhart Central. Warsaw will be a heavy favorite in that game. Okay. Let's go on over to the Penn Palace. Will first, you stick around for that second game? Well, and the second game is actually the first game tonight, so I will oh. be in the gym for the first game okay. before our broadcast. Uh, two games tonight at Penn, Adams and Clay. Adams will be a heavy favorite against a Clay team that went 4-16 and 16 during the regular season but got the bye because we don't seed the tournament in Indiana. And the second game has Penn at LaPorte, and we talked about this the other day. Penn had better not be looking back on their win over Riley thinking, well, we just won the sectional, we beat Riley, because LaPorte's good enough to knock him off. So that's the two games at Penn tonight. Uh, go down to 3A. Let's look at the field over at Wawasee. You've got Northwood taking on Tippecanoe Valley. These two teams played on February 13th. Northwood beat them by six. Northwood, while a young team, is somewhat tourney-tested, and they have that pedigree. Tippecanoe Valley, one of the more improved teams in the area this year, but if Northwood plays the kind of defense that it did against Fairfield on Tuesday night, Valley's going to have its hands full, and I, I would think Northwood is the favorite in that game. The other game at Wawasee is West Noble and Wawasee. Um, Wawasee is playing at home. Wawasee probably plays a little bit tougher schedule than West Noble does, but I would still say West Noble is the favorite in that game. Then the 3A sectional at Jimtown. Everybody pointing to a championship matchup between number three Culver Academy and number five Marion. Marion has to get past John Glenn tonight. Culver Academy has to get past Southman Washington. I actually think Culver Academy's got a little bit tougher assignment there, having to beat a, an athletic Washington team, which has played uh, 23 games this year, and 12 of them have boiled down to four points. So they've either won or lost by four points in 12 of their 23 games. Those are the matchups in 4A and 3A. 2A tonight, I think the marquee matchup there is LaVille and Prairie Heights. Prairie Heights is a team that's 
just on the fringe of our, our listening area over in LaGrange County. They're not a team that people talk about a lot. There hasn't been much reason to talk about them before this year. New coach came in, and Tony Everidge has done a great job. They're 19-5. and five. They take on a LaVille team that's ranked number 6 in 2A. Everybody over in that sectional pointing to Westview and LaVille as a potential championship matchup, but LaVille has to get past this one tonight. Let's talk about some Michigan teams real quick. Well, sold-out gym tonight up in Stevensville. You can't get a ticket for this one. Benton Harbor ranked number one in the state, featuring Carlos Johnson, a, a young man that's being recruited by Michigan, Michigan State, and a ton of other schools as well. And they'll take on Sean Schroeder's Lakeshore team, which has had a pretty good year. Going to be a real contrast in tempos. Benton Harbor wants to get up and down the floor. Lakeshore will want to control the pace. Lakeshore has a young man by the name of Micah Seats who scores right around 15 to 20 points a game. He's a pretty good player. Lakeshore won a, a knockdown drag out with Coloma the other night, ending the high school career of Zach Goodline, one of the most prolific scorers we've ever seen in southwest Michigan. And now it's Lakeshore and Benton Harbor for the district title. Districts in Michigan, the equivalent of sectionals in Indiana. Okay, So they play their title games on Friday night. Uh, also tonight, you've got St. Joseph at Matawan. Matawan will be a heavy favorite in that one. Brandywine takes on Hartford. Uh, that's an interesting matchup. Hartford had a very good year in the Southwest 10 this year, but Brandywine gets to play at home for the district championship, and Brandywine has had a great year in both boys and girls basketball this year. And then Cassopolis will be a big favorite against Centerville tonight as well. Cassopolis, fun team to watch play. Uh, Tyrese Hunt-Thompson, and, th- and they've got a sophomore, too, that can jump out of the gym. So lots of fun stuff to watch up in the state of Michigan. And, you know, you get yourself a district championship. You, you've really earned something up in Michigan. College basketball last night, Michigan had no problem with Nebraska, 82-53. There, there was a fun little snippet that I saw. I saw that, too. Uh, uh, College Game Day put it out. ESPN's doing an interview with Jim Harbaugh, who's sitting in the front row on the same sideline as the Michigan bench. And so the camera is shooting from across the gym. Mm -hmm. And as the sideline reporter is interviewing Harbaugh, John Beeline is coaching the Michigan team, and he kind of walks right in front of them, and he is just agonizing (laughs) over something that is happening on the floor, and he can't believe it. I can't tell if it's an official's call or just a bad play by his team. Which is hilarious because they're up by 30 probably at that point. They are, but he's still coaching, coaching. and he's still trying to get the most out of his players. And whatever it was, John Beeline couldn't believe it, but he's standing right in front of the interview that ESPN is trying to do. It it was kind of funny. But Michigan stays in the Big Ten race with that victory. Purdue has a big game tomorrow. They have to go to Ohio State. The Buckeyes have been playing better. They got a huge win uh, last week, and uh, Ohio State has traditionally been one of those teams that's given the Boilermakers trouble. That's at 2 o'clock on 103.1 FM, preceded by Michigan State and Indiana, Mm. which has led to some interesting tweets this year from, or this week, from the Boilermaker faithful. Uh, There's a, a website, tweet site called Hammer and Nails, which is kind of a newsy site about Purdue. And they tweeted out, look, Indiana, we know you don't like us, and we don't like you, 
but could you just hold home court this week? Because <laughs> obviously Purdue rooting for IU in that game to knock off Michigan State and help the Boilermakers in their quest for a Big Ten championship. Can I play this Don Fisher highlight? I would love to hear a Don Fisher highlight. This is something you tweeted out uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Final seconds of... Uh, this comes from IU's double overtime win against Wisconsin on Tuesday night. Okay. Romeo, seven, six, five, four. Romeo drives it right down low, lays it up, scores! Romeo Langford scores the basket with .7 seconds to go. And Indiana with a 75-73 lead. And there's seven... Dissect that for me on why you like that so much. Well, first of all, I think Don Fisher, there's a there's a caliber in his voice. Um, and I've listened to Don Fisher call games since he took over the IU job back in the 70s. Okay. There's a timber and a caliber in his voice. It is very clear. It's energetic. And, and think about this. Don's been doing this now for well over 40 years. Mm-hmm. You can tell he still enjoys it. So... First of all, the sound of the voice is good. Romeo with the basketball. Well, anybody who follows IU basketball knows who that is. He doesn't have to use his last name. There's only one Romeo on IU. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, throughout the college basketball world, everybody knows who it is. So you don't have to say Romeo Langford. You can just say Romeo, and people know who has the ball. Mm -hmm. Don is obviously counting down the clock. Seven, six, five. And everybody knows Romeo ain't giving up the ball. Romeo's going to do something here with the ball. So Don doesn't have to describe everything that's happening off the ball. or it. Romeo's got the ball in his hands. What's he going to do? Then he tells you. He drives down the lane, lays it up, and you hear him. If you listen really closely to that, and this is one of the things that when a broadcaster can do this, he says scores just that millisecond before the crowd erupts. Okay. Let's listen to it again. Bring it up. Romeo, seven, six, five, four. Romeo drives it right down low, lays it up, scores! Romeo Langford scores the basket with .7 seconds to go. And Indiana with a 75-73 lead. And there's seven. I think it's just important on the other side of the point of what he's saying as it is the front side. You know, just how he's following it up and yeah. gives you the, here's here's where we're at. But he gives you just that that scores and you hear the crowd erupt. Yeah. And that's one of the great sounds when you're doing, a, when you're listening to a game on radio, that washover of crowd noise yes. when something like that happens is part of the magic of sports. Here's what I've learned since we started this this season and just kind of following along with you in your high school, uh, actually football and basketball this year, you love when they paint the picture. I, I've, I've noticed you say that phrase quite a bit. Well, that's the job of somebody on radio as opposed to what I'm doing on television. When I'm on television, my job is to not get in the way of the pictures that you're seeing. And so I will really try to lay out when something big happens and that's something that I have learned over the years. Dick Emberg was a master of this. I got to do stats for Dick Emberg when he would come to do games 
for NBC when I was a student in college. Okay. At the time, Dick Emberg's working with Al McGuire, the former Marquette National Championship coach, and Al was a bit of a loose cannon. He, he might say anything at any time. But Al knew that w- when there was a big moment and Dick Emberg held out his hands at the broadcast table, that means nobody talk. And just let the crowd noise, w- let, the, let the director cut to different camera shots, yeah. let the crowd noise pour out, let the viewer kind of experience what we're experiencing here in the arena. Do you have to do that with Bob? Is that uh, how you direct your symphony? Do you do you put your hands up? I haven't noticed. Um, or does he know as well? I think he knows more. And Bob's a play-by-play guy too. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it's more innate for a play-by-play guy. What you have to do sometimes, like if I were doing the game and Bo were filling in for Bob, I might do that. Okay. You want to touch on NBA? Just so I can hear you say Bojan Bogdanovic. Bojan Bogdanovic yes. had 37 last night for the Pacers, and they win 120-112. to 112. Uh, the, the thing that's intriguing me lately in the NBA has been the fact that the Bulls, for some reason, have decided to start winning games. <laughs> uh, they've won four out of their last five, which uh, my buddy uh, Lonnie says they can't even tank right oh. because – you're you're trying to get lottery picks if you're the Bulls. Well, the more games you win, the less ping pong balls you get in the lottery you know, we to get the number one draft pick. We didn't talk about this. Did you see Spike Lee yelled out at the Oscars? We're trying to tank with the uh, Knicks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and the Knicks have the same problem. All of a sudden, the Knicks are winning games. Yeah. So... It's did, it's did a little beat, bizarre right now in the did NBA. Did they beat Milwaukee earlier this week? The, the Knicks? Bulls? Oh, the Bulls, no. They lost that game. That's the yeah. one game they've lost in the last five. Yeah. I told you I tried to watch it, had no idea who was playing. Mm-hmm. I uh, I did recognize Connaughton. It was cool to watch him play again. But other than that, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about baseball and some big money. Let me get my calculator ready here. Bryce Harper, yesterday afternoon, the story breaks that Bryce Harper will sign with the Philadelphia Phillies a 13-year deal worth $330 million. It is the largest contract ever signed in Major League Baseball in terms of the total money involved. It is not the largest per-year contract. In fact, it's about the 14th largest per year. Oh, okay. $25 million and change a year? Yeah. There, there's a lot of talk about this deal and the pros and cons of it. 13 years is a long time to lock up one player, and there's no opt-outs in these contracts. Earlier this week, a guy named Nolan Arenado with the Colorado Rockies mm-hmm. signed about an eight-year, I want to say $260 million contract with the Rockies, but he's got opt-outs in it. After three years, he can become a free agent. Um, so Bryce Harper was not allowed an opt-out in this. Now, depending on who you talk to, there are some in the Harper camp who are trying to convince people that he didn't want an opt-out, that he wanted to, that this was the only time that he wanted to go through free agency basically in his career. Okay. Uh, most people think that that's a bunch of hooey 
And basically, the Phillies said, if we're going to give you this 13-year deal, the long term that you're looking for so that you don't have to go through this again, then we're not offering you the opt-out part of the contract. And I think that probably makes more sense. It's a good deal for the Phillies from an annual value standpoint because you have to think prices will continue to go up. And if you've got Bryce Harper, who is currently 26 years old. That's what I just Googled, yeah. He's 26 years old right now. And if you've got him in his prime, in his early 30s at $25 million, that's probably a pretty good deal for the Phillies. The other thing it does is it leaves them salary cap room to go out and get other players. And the Phillies have been very active in the offseason. They went out and got a guy named J.T. Real Muto, who is a terrific catcher. Some people think that he might be the best catcher in baseball right now. They got a shortstop named Gene Segura, who had been with the Brewers, who is a very solid player. They added some bullpen help, and all of a sudden the Philadelphia Phillies look like a major contender, and some might even say the favorite in the National League East, which is a very competitive division. The other thing about the Philly lineup, when they trot out, oh, and they and they went out and got Andrew McCutcheon in the offseason, who's a former National League most valuable player. So if you look at the Phillies lineup today, I think I saw Jason Stark tweet this, their opening day lineup should only have one guy over 29 years old, which means that you could have this ball club put together for a while. You want to touch on uh, Edwardsburg football real quick? This was an interesting development that came about yesterday uh, on the St. Joe High School football Twitter site. Gandalf Church used to be the head coach at St. Joe High School in Michigan. Mm -hmm. So he would have had control of this website. We were led to believe, or at least that's the impression I got, that Gandalf Church decided to resign this offseason. And St. Joe has gone out and hired a new coach, Andrew Prattley. You talked to our friend Phil McDonald uh, either Monday or yeah. la- late last week about this development at St. Joe. And obviously football is a big deal up there. And then word comes out yesterday, Gandalf Church kind of pens a farewell note on the St. Joe football website. Okay, And in there he throws in, Oh, by the way, I'm blessed to be hired as the defensive coordinator at Edwardsburg High School. And I think that raised a lot of eyebrows up in southwest Michigan because I think most of us had the impression that he was leaving to spend more time with family. Now, granted, being an assistant coach is different than being the head coach. Mm -hmm. However... He's still going to be teaching at St. Joe. He's going to have to drive to Edwardsburg, which isn't a short trip. That's, what, a half hour? Yeah. And then he's going to be the defensive coordinator for what many people believe is the premier, well, they're the defending state champs. Yes. The premier program in southwest Michigan. So he's still going to teach. He was allowed to put that information in this letter on the St. Joe website. Yeah. And he's heading up to, uh, and does St. Joe play Edwardsburg? No. They don't play them? No. Well, they could have to in, no, they wouldn't have to even play them in in the playoffs 
two men, two different enrollments. So maybe there's that. We don't well, play th- them, so we'll. There is that, but still, you're you kind of wondering out. Well, was he asked to step down mm-hmm. as the St. Joe head coach? We can put a phone call in next week to somebody and see if we can. Get we the scoop. we know people up that way. We know people up that way. Yeah. Might have to call him today, see if I can get me a Lakeshore Benton Harbor ticket. <laughs> well, I don't think you can. It's all sold out. I wonder if they're calling that game tonight. They are. Are they? Yep. Okay. Maybe I can carry his headphones. <laughs> you couldn't carry my headphones. <laughs> is that uh, is that broadcaster trash talk there? <laughs> From South Bend, Indiana, you know where that's at. I don't. Sports Yak with Corey Mann and Chuck Freeby. This is Jimmy Schultz. Sports Yak! I got a letter here from a youngster who wants to be a baseball broadcaster. Baseball broadcaster. Can you give them, give the kids out there some tips on broadcasting? Well, I think the most important thing, of course, is uh, an imagination, you know. When you get the information from the teletype, of course, then you have to convey uh, what is going on to the listener at home. And uh, and uh, if Western Union is late sometimes, why, you'd have to, uh, you'd have to probably use your imagination. Here, oh, what a big swing he had. It's like that. Right, thanks, you, Okay. Yeah. It is time for Chuck Freebie's Sportscasters Camp. Now, didn't we just, wasn't that the breakdown of the Don Fisher call? Wouldn't that be enough of the Sportscasters Camp tip right there? That was a setup. Okay. That was like, uh, in comics, you have a first appearance of a villain, and sometimes it's just their hand or maybe their eyebrows and their eyes. That's what that was. This is the full-on, if you're going to get the origin of Sports Camp, you're going to have to listen to episode 68. The Armory Yager episode yes. will be key. I asked Chuck uh, last episode, let's walk through and, like, if you are going to teach a sportscaster's camp, which he has been a counselor at, mm-hmm. let's go through some Let's go through some stuff here. If someone's listening, maybe they're a high school student, and they're thinking about, maybe I'd like to do that, or somebody who's our age who wants to turn a corner and go, I think I, I might have what it takes. Lesson number one. It's very simple. You record yourself, and then you play it back. And what happens if, invariably, somebody will say, I hate how my voice sounds. To which the response is, well, if you do, think of what the listener would think. I watched the Seinfeld episode last night where the NYU reporter comes over. Are you going to tape me on the tape recorder? Because I don't like the sound of my voice. It's nasally. Now, here's my pushback on that. I hated how I sounded in 88, but I knew this is what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. So for, I would say, four years, I had to work at getting the sound that I felt was appropriate. But that's the point. The point is, it's not, well, quit now. Mm -hmm. The point is, if you want to do this, then you're going to have to work on that. Mm -hmm. Because... When that, you, when, that's not going to go away. When do you think you found your voice? From the time you started until you're like, I, I've, I've hit my. This is who I am. Oh gosh. 
You know, it's funny you should ask that because the other day I was going through some old tapes and I found what what I had put together as my resume tape. Really? Yeah. Do you have that? For TV. Oh, okay. Um, And I watched it and I said, I wouldn't have hired me. Really? Yeah. What do you think they saw in you? Well. Local boy. Yeah, I know what the, they were looking for somebody to cover high school sports. And this wasn't my intern resume tape that I submitted to WNDU and got hired. This was a tape that I had made at WNDU thinking that I would be looking at other stations. Oh, okay, okay. And after watching it, I was like, I wouldn't have hired that guy. And this is the on-camera stuff at the high school games. Mm-hmm. Chuck's challenge. Yeah, that stuff was fine. It was my it was my anchoring. Okay. That I didn't like but when, when I watched it back. When did you find your voice? Some might say I'm still looking for it. Um, Come on. When no, you find I, honestly, I, I think you're trying to always improve. I think when I realized instead of talking to people, I needed to talk with them to okay. try to become more conversational in the way that I did things. So uh, six years, four years, a decade? Probably, It probably took me... I started at WNDU in 87. I would say it probably took me until about 93, 94. Yeah, six years, seven years. Now, when you came over over here and started calling, was was it football first? Yeah, well, football was the first thing. Do you feel like you were at your prime to pick up and and just run with it, or did it take you a while to assimilate? Uh, Well, it takes a while to assimilate only because you're working with a different crew and you kind of have to feel like what works for them. And Were you the lead when you came here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, which was a little bit of a point of contention, but it was fine. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't take long because I had been doing it. Even though I hadn't been doing a bunch of play-by-play over at WNDU, I had been doing this kind of all my life into tape recorders and stuff like that, so it it didn't take me long to find my voice for this it was merely learning to, I didn't have to do a radio play-by-play. Mm-hmm. It needed to be a TV play-by-play. So uh, let's go back to the point. If you record yourself, you get behind a microphone, and you don't like what you hear, What what's the next step? Well, you have, you have a choice to make. It, the choice is, do I just give up and say, well, you know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be able to change the caliber of my voice mm-hmm. or how I do this. Uh, I'm gonna go into something else. Or how do I work on that? How do I sound less nasally? How do you know? Maybe I'm not breathing properly. Maybe I'm. Maybe I need to speak more from the diaphragm. By the way, that's all stuff I had to learn on my own. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I didn't have somebody pull me aside. But hearing you say that, I had to learn how to breathe. When we're on the air, so you wouldn't hear the nose. Right. You know, so it's almost like you're doing it uh, secretly. It's something that takes work. It's natural. Yes. But it's something that takes work. Okay. See, that was fun. That's what there's, there's session I'm number not, one. I'm not sure that's fun for anybody, but the maniacs can decide if, if you start chiming in and saying, please drop this segment. Oh, I know they're going to like this segment. Okay. All right. Like public speaking. We can write it off as that. Sports Jack! Today is National Peanut Butter Day. Let's set it up by 
Oh, this is a good one. It's peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. Peanut butter jelly time. Way yeah, way yeah, way yeah, way yeah. Now there you go, there you go, there you go, there you go. Peanut butter jelly, peanut butter jelly, peanut butter jelly, peanut butter jelly. Sorry, Brian. It is peanut butter day, and you are a connoisseur of that. I love me some peanut butter. My daughter. Loves her peanut butter jelly sandwiches. I polished off a jar in one week a week ago. Wow. I just love it. Now, do you eat peanut butter, obviously, with the jelly on the bread? We'll get back to that. Mm -hmm. What else do you eat the peanut butter with? Celery. Yes. I love it. I love taking the little celery canoe Mm -hmm. and putting the uh, peanut butter in the middle there when I was younger couple of raisins absolutely like that little people yes i've bypassed the raisins i just go for the goo i don't even i don't even take a knife anymore i just stick the entire celery in there and just honk it out and away it goes wow into my pie hole now you don't double dip in the peanut butter do you it's my jar so yes Yes. all right so it's your personal jar of peanut Mm -hmm. butter by the way if you walk past my office today notice what's on my desk always have some standing by uh besides celery now I like creamy better than crunchy. That was the next question. Creamy over crunchy. Yes. Uh, do you mind crunchy? Will I, you not eat crunchy? I don't mind it at all unless it gets all that kind of health food. Uh, our partner where Melanie. you have to stir it up. Oh, it's like calm down. My With the goodness. oil in there and the yeah, whole bit. No brand of peanut butter. Jif. And why Jif? The label comforts me. <laughs> It's nostalgic, Chuck. It reminds me of yesteryear. So that's what Hildy would serve up? Yeah, I think so. I think it was Jif. Because choosy mothers chose Jif. Jif. What else is there? Peter Peter Pan. Pan. Those are the two big competitors. I've not broken this down to see who dominates the market, whether it's Jif or Peter Pan. But there is a product out there called Goober where they mix the peanut butter and the jelly in the jar. You and I both agree on this. Not a fan. No. that I mean, I get it. You're trying to save time. But first of all, worst possible name. Because in high school, goober to me was either spit or like a nerd. Hey, you goober. Not peanut butter and jelly mixed. Best peanut butter sales. Let's go to Google. It must be true because I heard it on the radio. It must be true. It must be true. Oh, now we've, now we're going down the rabbit hole, kids. He has gone on to Google to see who sells the most peanut butter. Take me through this. In at number one, Jif. Number two, Skippy. Oh, I forgot about Skippy. In at number three, Store Brand. Wow, Peter Pan really suffering right now. Number four, Peter Pan. Number five, Nutella, Nutella. Nutella. It's got the chocolate mixed in there. With I have it. not had that. Smuckers. Uh, Hershey's. Smuckers is fine for jelly. I wouldn't buy peanut butter. Planters. Now, see, you would think planters would do well with peanut butter because... That's their thing, right? Peanuts? Peanuts, yeah. Smart Balance. And then the other brands all combined. And Jif, by that bar graph up there on your screen, looks looks dominant. Yes. Don't jack with the Jif. Excuse me? That's going to take off this weekend on Twitter. Hashtag, don't jack with the Jif. That's a catchphrase for this show, Chuck. Don't <laughs> jack with the Jif. Now, you know, people might get confused because that's how you say Jif 
when you send something on your phone. Right. It's not a GIF. It's a GIF. Really? Yes, it is a GIF. So don't jack with the GIF. Into the weekend we go. Anything to look forward to next week? Anything on your radar? Well, next week we'll know who our sectional champions are in Indiana. We'll start talking about the regionals. Plus, we'll get closer to the Atlantic Coast Conference Women's Basketball Tournament and see if Notre Dame can make another March run. That's our show for today. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet, because big guys got to look good, too. Sports Yak is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. This is Jimmy Shorts. Until next time, sports fans. That's good. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.